Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Players Experience Podcast. On today's episode, fresh off her win in Beijing uh, with the women's gold medal Olympic hockey team, we welcome in Emma Multi to talk about her experiences in Beijing, what the Olympic Village was like, what, was, what it was like to really compete uh, to get to the Olympic level, who has the best playlist in the room, and also to what this past weekend in Pittsburgh and Hamilton at the Heritage Game was all about and what that experience was like too. Before we bring Emma onto the show, we just want to give a shout out to our production team and our marketing team for all the work that they do each and every week on the episode, including the merch that is now available for sale. Also to you guys, we have discount codes with a number of different uh, businesses, so make sure you use the Players Experience discount code to get yourself some nice swag. And lastly, guys, if you haven't done it yet, make sure to subscribe to the channel, hit the follow, hit the bell, make sure that you're following us so you can see all the new and exciting episodes that we have for you um, to come out and the guests that you want to hear from. Let us know in the comments how we're doing, what you want to hear from, and we're excited to hear from you. Now, without further ado, let's bring Emma on the show and talk about her career in the Olympics. Hey, Emma, how's it going today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for your, uh, coming on. How have the last few weeks been for you? Oh, they've been a whirlwind. I mean, I can't even explain how much my life kind of drastically changed in the last, um, honestly, the last half of a year. It's been crazy. So um, these past few weekends have been a lot of fun and really fun to celebrate with my friends and family back home. And um, again, the girls and doing some events with them has been really fun. That's really cool. And yeah, we're going to talk about the whole Olympics. We're going to talk about this mm -hmm. past weekend. Um, but before we start, I'd like to start off every every show with a segment called Rapid Fire. So I have four questions I'm going to ask you. And it's just first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> okay. So uh, favorite time of day? Oh, night time. Okay. What's the strangest thing in your fridge right now? Oh, I am probably like coconut water. Okay. Okay. Um, what is the TV show that you're currently watching? Love is Blind. Yo, okay, so we need to chat, uh, we need to add a section about this into this, because, like, that this season has been wild, so. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd be, like, the kind of guy to watch it, but here we are, you know? So, um, and what would be another sport you would want to compete in outside of hockey? Uh, probably track. I did it in high school, so I'd say, I don't know if I would compete, but it would be, I liked it. Okay, cool. So how did the passion for hockey really starting and form for you? Um, I would say for my brother. My brother's four years older than me, um, and I wanted to be just like him uh, when I was little, and he would play. Um, we would always go watch his games. Um, my dad would build a little rink um, right beside my house. It was really small, but me and him would be out there for hours. I would always want to play with his friends and him, and I was probably so annoying, but that's for sure how um, it started. No, hey, everyone's going to have that little family-sibling rivalry, you know? So it's got to start yeah. somewhere. Um, mm. You began playing for Ohio State University, where you not only had an outstanding scoring season, 
but you were also named to the all WCHA first team for three straight years. What was it like to see all your hard work and dedication pay off in hockey so quickly? Yeah, like I said, it happened so quickly. Like I, I can't even um, really fathom it yet. Like I, I, I think about it sometimes. I'm like, wow, what just happened? Like in my last half year, um, eight months ish, and uh, it feels amazing. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate. I picked the best school for me. Ohio State really helped me with my development, not only as an athlete, like as a person, leader, and. Um, everything really just fell into place for me. The timing worked out where um, I had graduated just before this Olympic, um, this Olympic centralization. And um, I had a, I had a good camp um, going into that selection. And um, yeah, so I, I, it, it, it just feels so surreal and I'm so lucky and grateful for the path that um, I took to get here. No, it's definitely been uh, on the more accomplishment side of things. And um, talking about those accomplishments, in 2021, you won the gold at the World Championships, which following that, you were named to the 2022 Team Canada Olympic team. What's been that journey over, like you said, the past half year for you to fight for a spot with Team Canada, but also getting to compete with some of your friends on the biggest sports stage? Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. I mean... When I was told, so centralization is when all 29 of us moved to Calgary and it was um, really unique this year, starting that with worlds. And I think um, winning that world championship, that kind of set the foundation and set the mood for our team. And we got really, really close because of COVID. Like we couldn't do much and except for be with each other. And um, I think that that's what set us apart in the end. And, and, um, competing for a spot, it, it's challenging because I was a bubble kid. I was a young kid and I knew that all along. So I think just trying to make the most of every single day, um, was what I tried to do. And I took the advice of, uh, the veterans on the team and yeah, like, like I said, it, it, you don't really think of it as competing against someone you're in the moment. Yeah. Now what we've all heard about the Olympic village and how much of a good time it is. Would this be your first Olympics and with COVID in the mix and like you said, you were kind of just uh, not, I don't want to say forced, but like you couldn't do much outside of like the norm uh, with your team. What was the experience like for you at the village uh, during like off games or in between games and things like that? Yeah, like you said, I think we all like hear about the village and we have these expectations and it wasn't anything I expected. Like it, it was a small little, a little bit of a small village. I'm used to like Ohio State big campus, right? But it was like a little village with the rings, like the rings and the flags were the coolest part for me, just seeing them in person and like being there. Um, but I think the coolest part about the village is you just see all the athletes that work so hard to get to where we are all in their country's clothing, you know, just walking around. It almost feels like, we are in our own little, well, we are like our own little village, like separated from the world. And it's just so, um, it's almost strange. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think COVID just allowed me to prepare to take everything in. I think it was a little bit of a slower pace. Like, even though it sucked, my parents couldn't come, um, 
like that time difference in the day where I kind of had a lot of alone time or time with my teammates to reset and take it all in. And I think like not having to be in constant contact with everybody at home all the time, it helped me. It helped me like be prepared for every moment, be prepared for every game. So um, like I said, it was disappointing they couldn't come, but at the end of the day, it's kind of, it's kind of been um, unique where I could, like celebrate everything in waves so now I'm in the wave of like celebrating with my family and it's almost just so much excitement all over again let's be honest every time we can get out of the house and be away from the parents for a little bit it's even better when when you get to play sports (laughs) (laughs) we all know the truth behind it come on now Uh, I say that because me playing sports with Special Olympics, like playing baseball and basketball, like I flew up to Vancouver for nationals one year and like my parents couldn't come and it was like, yo, I got a week away from the folks. Like this is great. (laughs) Now talking about um, like I work with a a women's team uh, at the university locally where I am. We all know the excitement level before games and, and the, the atmosphere in the locker room. Who has the best play track or play, um, I guess, playlist rather out of the, uh, out of the entire team? <laughs> Raddy's always, so Jamie Lee Radtray is always on the Ox. So she, um, definitely her. Okay. And who has the best motivational speech out of the team? <laughs> That's actually hilarious. You, you asked that. So we did something this year is very different. So. Through centralization, everyone got a chance to do the pregame speech. And, like, they slowly, like, the rookies were last. And, like, people started whipping out these, like, hilarious, like, songs that they would write or, like, dances. And all of a sudden, it it became this, like, very light and funny activity for us. So, um, Brianne Jenner um, picked, well, how many games did we play at the Olympics? six people there are seven games she picked six people to do um that she thought were the best through the year and all very unique to do the pregame speech so um micah zandy hart took the cake she did it for the final like we did all the games leading up to the final and then micah went again because hers was so good so that kind of gives you a little bit of a um, idea of what we do before a game that's really awesome and it's good to build that team chemistry because it really showed on the ice and I know, like, most Canadians were up until about 2, 2.30 for the gold medal game and just seeing the excitement level and everything, uh, not only to play the U.S., but then just to be able to kind of etch your name in history again and, and walk away with gold medal. And uh, I have to ask you, because I've asked every Canadian athlete I've had on the show, where are you planning to keep your gold medal after you're done showcasing it? Um, we got this nice little box. so. Um... I'll have mine in there, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. Someone else asked me that. And I was like thinking like, I don't know, in my, in my parent, parents' house, probably like, you know, like probably, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't think I'll be traveling around with it um, all the time right now. It's fun, but um, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to lose it. I'm all, but yeah. I, I once had Patrick Chan on the show, and he said he kept his medal in a Lululemon bag beside his dog toys. And I was like, all right, that's one, uh, one interesting place to keep your, your gold medal. That's funny. Um, 
so talking before we let's take a little bit of a break for hockey for a second talking about the tv show that you're currently watching love is blind where are you in the season what's your thoughts on the season and uh, i just finished so i oh it was so good this season we started watching it at the olympics um me and my roommates and it was so i don't know it was such a good season so many twists and turns don't you think it was insane. Um, I thought at the reunion, so spoiler uh, spoiler alert for anyone that's watching, we're going to talk about some stuff, um, but I thought there, at the reunion, um, Shake was the most, like, random guy out there, and I was like, yo, can, this, can the producers, like, kick this guy off the show? Like, he's done. Like, get him out. And everyone was like, boo, every time he spoke. I'm like, that is hilarious. Everyone's just like, shut up. Yeah, and then when he's like, shut up, Shane, it's like, dude, you, like, who are you to talk? But I was happy that Jerry and Diana were, like, still together. Uh, I think mm. they were, like, the Lauren and Cameron of this year, for sure. I, I agree. They were they were really cute. But, uh, yeah, again, my boss at work started watching it, and, like, they would talk about it. So I was like, all right, I might as well see what all the hype and the razz is about. And I was like, here we are, season two. And I was like, why am I still watching the show? But, like... It's interesting, you know. It's awesome. It's just so entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely with like the whole concept plus like the reactions that they got this year, especially when I think it was Shane that thought Nally was Shayna, and uh, that whole like back and forth. I was like, dude, how are you screwing this up? I know. I know. It's like, how does this not scripted? It has to be some somewhat, but I don't know. I guess yeah. not. They they put wall they put words in the, like the wall that we can't see. <laughs> Talk about this. <laughs> oh. um, so talking about hockey, this past weekend has been a whirlwind for you. You guys got to play in Pittsburgh. You got to go to the Penguins game. You got to meet fellow Canadians in the Crosby. And then yes, or on Sunday you were uh, at the Leafs Sabers Heritage game. What was it like to go to Pittsburgh, meet Crosby, meet another Canadian gold medalist, and, and really just share your Olympic story and your journey that with someone that's went through the same process? Yeah, I think like the coolest part about meeting someone like that is you watch him growing up, you watch him your whole life. And he's always been my favorite player. Like just, I don't know, it's Cindy Crosby, right? So you see him and you almost like feel like you know him because you're like, I feel like I've seen you so many times on TV, but no so we we chatted a lot he was super nice showed us around and uh chris letang was there too so that was super cool um and i mean they're just like nice nice guys and um it's cool to see their excitement for us um and like have that kind of connection uh right off the bat so yeah meeting them was a really a really cool highlight and the whole weekend in general just how people are so excited for us and what we did for Canada and I don't think I realized how insane it was gonna be so I think I'm just getting used to it right right now I know it's still you gotta soak it all in while you can you gotta enjoy the moments (laughs) because it's definitely an experience in itself just like the games are one thing but then the post games are a whole other (laughs) a whole other beast and uh, you got to meet one of my favorite bands, uh, the Arkells and, and Max. What what is it like for you to meet Max and like how hyped his energy is? I, I've been fortunate enough to meet him a couple times and he's always like so excited, but I'm sure he was even more excited uh, when he was chatting with you guys. 
Yeah, so actually at Worlds, we did like a Zoom call with him and he was like singing songs for us because we were in quarantine. Um, and they did a bunch of uh, like activities for us. That was one of them. So that was awesome. And he knows uh, Spoons well, like Natalie Spooner. Um, so he's so like chill around us, like just such a cool guy. Like you said, like he so, has such good energy. Um, he, like our, win- our uh, goal song for the whole year was Years in the Making. So um, we had that connection with him. So it- it's just cool to see um, him around and just like, chilling with us like it's nothing i'm like you are so cool <laughs> that's awesome and he's so down to earth like he's he's like the kind of guy that'll take time to meet anyone too yeah yeah he's awesome now what's been or sorry who has been one of your biggest motivators throughout your entire hockey career yeah i think my parents like i i know that's so cliche to say but i think like just wanting to make them proud wanting to Cause they put so much, so much into it. Right. And, um, I think for them, this is just as big for them as it is for me. And, um, I can feel that sharing with them that they know, like, like they put just as much work into this as I did. And, um, that's a big motivator for me just wanting to, um, show them that it was worth it. No. And that's really cool. Cause yeah, a lot of people have their parents as their bigger, biggest motivators. I know I do for as well. And, uh, Cause like they, they drive you to all the like 6am practices and, and to the rinks and, and all that when you're younger too. Right. So. Mm, exactly. so what's it been like for you to really see the growth and development of women in sport and in hockey over the last like number of years growing up and obviously playing it yourself in Ohio state, but then kind of seeing the, the pride and the acknowledgements that we are like that the community is starting to do now with women's sport at the Olympic level and, and really getting behind women in sport and in hockey. Uh, it's empowering. I, I really, I really think it's going to keep going. I, I hope so. I mean, when you think about it, we were the most watched uh, event at the Olympics and that game, that that game was the most watched and people want to watch. So I, I, I don't see why it, people wouldn't want to watch in the three years leading up to the Olympics too. So I think just being a part of that and seeing how much effort everyone puts in, um, not only on our teams, um, but the girls in the PWHPA, like grinding and um, spreading the word and going different places. Like that's a lot to do when you're working another job or um, have other commitments. So I think, just being a part of that and um, seeing that growth and um, having goals myself to be a part of it moving forward. It, it's, it's really cool. And, and, and didn't realize how much of a responsibility that was when um, you get to the next level. And um, yeah, I, I, I mean, every, it's not a secret, like the growth is it's here and it's coming. So. No, and that's great to see. Now I like to end off every seg or every show rather uh, with a segment I call the words of wisdom. So what words of wisdom would you want to share with the next generation of uh, young girls playing hockey that want to make a name for themselves and ultimately do what you're doing and reach the Olympics? Yeah, I think just being okay with asking questions and don't take yourself too seriously. I think for me, if I took myself too seriously from the beginning, I wouldn't be here. I, I, that, that's really what made hockey fun for me. Just be allowing myself to be myself around my teammates, have fun at the rank. Like, um, yes, work, work your tail off, but you can work hard and 
and be successful while still having fun. So I think just loving it and that's going to really propel you forward and motivate you. So Awesome. Well, I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, again, this is just the first Olympics. Things coming out, at least threes. So I'm excited to uh, hopefully see you at some more Olympic games down the road. And thank you again for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me.